The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. I'm Sapphire My pronouns are him, his, and he. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers! So what are we drinking today? We're drinking Behringer Brothers Rye Barrel Aged Red Blend. You know, I love this wine. It's awesome. I just have to say that this winery is the oldest continuously operated winery in the Valley in California. Wow. And it started out in 1876. Wow. So Behringer's a name I know from yeah. living in California. Yeah. And they were like, oh, okay, whatever. I'm they familiar were, with Behringer. Yeah. yeah. They're, they had some decent higher-end wines, and then, but they had a lot of mid-level, low-level wines where you could buy the bigger bottles. Yeah. And they were one of those wines you'd bring to picnics or parties sure. and have wine, right? Well, we discovered this because we had tried the, the Cooper Thief. Yeah. And we were taken how the red blends change based on the barrels they're aged in. Right. And this one is aged 60 days in rye barrels. Yeah. Which imparts a flavor that is just gorgeous. In fact, to the point where we bought a case right. of this. And yeah. just like the Cooper Thief, it's one of those, and it's different than the Cooper Thief. Yes. But it's one of those ones that you're swearing when you're drinking it because it, it's amazing how great it tastes. It's a beautiful wine. It's really lovely. Yeah. I super enjoy this one. Yeah. And uh, it, it has essence of blackberry and vanilla caramels and a touch of floral spice on the finish. You can smell that spice in the nose. Totally. Yeah. It's very present. The sense I get from the nose is that it's very fruity. Yeah. Well, it's got great legs. Yeah. Oh, again. Jeez. It's just lovely. It's a smooth, full-bodied, incredibly flavorful wine with a beautiful aftertaste of the rye barrels. Yeah. And, you know, you think that they've got it right. This is a fifth-generation yeah. family-owned winery. They figured it out. Totally. And I think that's not like a aging wine in different types of barrels is new because yeah. they, they do that with scotches, too. Sure. And other things. But I think exploring the red blends, which we tend to like that have been aged different ways, I think is going to be fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Really beautiful one. Yeah. Oh, I love it. God, that's good. Well, today we read chapter seven. Yes, we did. Now it's getting really interesting quickly. Yeah. So, so chapter seven is the interaction between Amy and Erica. And Erica. Her longtime friend. Yeah. And chapter six ended where she sent Erica an email. And chapter seven started with her responding to the email and creating a meeting 
Right. The chapter's title is A Gallery Filled with Torture. and Which is twofold. It's twofold, right? Yeah. So she doesn't really know anything about Erica other than she has this gallery. Erica's mysterious to her. Yeah, so Erica, like in this in this chapter, you get her perspective on Erica, which is she's this sort of extremely sexy creature who looks the part, well dresses the part, of, well taken care of. She's sophisticated. Yeah, you know, she's, savvy. Yeah, she's got she's it got all. Got style. Yeah, she's got it all. And Erica invites her over, mm-hmm. and she says she's opened this expensive bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. And so it's good to be Screaming Eagle or Screaming something. Eagle, yeah. yeah. It's a thousand dollars a bottle or something. And she's like, Yes, I'm a yes, I'll yeah. go drink that with you. And she shows up and you get a sense of her art gallery, and there's a hint that her art gallery is erotic images. Yeah. She always picks a theme and it was oils this time. Yeah. And then there were it was done like the old masters, but with images of modern tortured situations right. or scenarios so you get a hint as, as to what's to come and, then, and i think it's fascinating i mean this is we're talking new york this is an expensive place to live and she has a gallery that she, she owns, owns the whole building she owns the whole building and then she her, her whole residence is upstairs yeah so, she, so the cool. gallery's downstairs she lives upstairs that's pretty cool yeah she's got this pretty well appointed apartment mm-hmm. that has seemingly high-end Furniture and well, kitchen and, and, appliances and even finishes. They talked about the finishes being somewhat deco modern with some vintage. Yeah. But at a level where the pieces were exquisitely picked. Yeah. The whole room was an expression of her. Right. And it not just a collection of stuff that I've collected over the years. It was it was sparse because it was strategically selected items. Which if you think about a gallery, galleries are the same way. Well, the, the author describes her apartment as perfectly appointed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I get I get the whole world of yeah. it. And so her and Amy go back a ways, and so they chat for a little bit. And then she says, I want to show you something. Right. And she goes, okay, cool. So she goes... But she prefaces she it, like, preface I don't want it. you to judge me by it. Yeah, she, she prefaces it. She kind of... Reserve your judgment. Yeah, she kind of, like... She's nervous. <laughs> she is nervous. <laughs> and she takes Amy down into her basement, and Amy... Looks at the basement and goes, well, you just keep your art down here? She goes, well, there's another door. Yeah, and then and, she thumb scans it or whatever. Yeah, she has like some... Finger crack, scan finger or something. Finger scan entry to get in. Yeah. And she brings her into her dungeon. Yeah. And Amy's a bit taken by the dungeon. Now, you and I have talked about dungeons for ages and, you know, we'd love to have a dungeon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And this one is very intriguing. It's got... You know, it's neat because... You hear about dungeons a lot of times, and I don't know if it's because it's a female writer or a male writer in other types of erotica, but they're often f- described as these cold, bare spaces, it, like a workspace. I would say, for most men, like yeah. a garage space. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a garage, but right. a garage space. There's tools, and you have your tools, and you have your right. space to work, and da-da-da. But this one, for me as a female hearing yes. it, yeah. that it, it attracted the romance, the eroticism of a woman's selection of how to decorate, set up a dungeon. Yeah. I would argue that that's exactly right. That there's a difference between a typical dom, male dom's dungeon, yes. which is kind of it's a concrete space. and yeah. like, you know, ring bolts. 
And, and, and think about it, it's practical. I can yeah. spray it down yeah. if there's blood and yeah, puke. Yeah. I have a cage and it's wrought iron and right. here it is. And here we walk into her space and right. she's got a cage it's that a is feminine dungeon. That is like stainless steel gleaming and right. a medical table that is shiny and padded, soft right. padded. And then there's leather on the walls and the smell of leather. Yeah. And it, carpet, it makes yeah. it, I couldn't speak to a male sub or I think a female sub would be intrigued, but I can't speak for a male sub walking yeah. into that situation or even a male dominant using that space. But for me, my switchy side came out. I was like, oh, yeah, that would be a great space to play in. Right. Because it's inviting and it's so, yes. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. It's sexy. It is sexy, you know, and the chapter ends with Amy agreeing to observe a demonstration, scene. yeah. A scene. And Erica texts somebody who's been waiting outside for an hour. For for an hour, and Amy's surprised by that. She says, "Oh, he would have waited for, for, for all night. All night if needed." But he comes right in, and the chapter ends with Erica about to perform a scene with Amy as an observer. I think it was interesting because she was testing Amy first by sharing the room. Yeah. And I think her intention was twofold. I think she could hear Amy's struggles with what's next based on the crash and how am I going to do this. I think she had a feeling about Amy already, sure. but she wanted to, to verify it. So she was also sharing the room on another side of her to even open herself up more to Amy, because they are good friends. Right. So there was two things there. But then she waited for the right moment while Amy was digesting the room and then asked, would you like a demonstration? Right. Which, because they're the only two in the room, Amy immediately says, well, I don't really want to do that myself. You know, if it's rope tying, I want to tie the rope. That was Erica trying to find out where Amy was going to land. Right. And then when Amy landed where she pretty much thought she would. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm relieved that you said yeah, that. So, yeah. and then, and she knew that ahead. You can tell because she pre-planned this submissive to be waiting outside right. just in case right. the reaction from Amy would be where she thought it would be. Yeah. It's a so perfect So she planned setup. that. She totally Well, Erica knows Amy. She knows her. Yeah. And, and they've got, you know, they, in the earlier chapters, they were, when they were younger, she was showing Amy the whole way of working a bar room right. and trying to get people to buy you drinks and right, working right, it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a cool chapter. It's kind of the introduction. It's kind of like everything in the book up to now mm-hmm. has been leading to this moment to where Amy sort of gets exposed to her, be able to express herself as a sexual dominant. But she doesn't really understand. Like, none of this is present for Amy. Like It's all in Erica's wheelhouse. And in this moment, in this chapter, Amy sort of gets present to her sexuality. Well, you think about she recalled things about the gallery, experiences yeah. in the gallery, prior to even understanding this part of Erica, yeah. about how she was just amazed at how Erica ran her business, that right. her business it appeared on the surface that she would treat her customers like crap basically right and these wealthy whales would come in and she would often hear the, her chastise them and say you've earned this it's time for you to buy it you need to buy right. it now quit sniveling and go get your checkbook right and she had made which from a reader's standpoint that's an extremely dominant woman completely absolutely dominating an extremely submissive male 
Right. And we say submissive, and we want to be clear on this too, is that a lot of these submissive males are dominant in their professional lives. Extremely. In every part of their life. Yes. And this is the place. And I totally get that because my chosen role with my chosen person is submissive, yet I'm dominant in everything else. Right. That flip for me allows me to be fully present with my partner. Yes. Versus, oh, here we go again. It's the same old, same old, you know, kind of thing. And it doesn't ever mesh the things together for me. So it works for me. And so when I hear her doing that, talking to those men that way, then of course they follow through and then buy the $100,000 painting or art piece. They must be clients of her too. You know what I mean? These are, these are clients, even if they're not going into the dungeon at some level, she's a dominatrix to them as well. Even in business. Yeah. 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 Now Erica's, showing up in a a really interesting moment in Amy's life. Yeah. Amy is in trouble. She's confused about where to go, what to do. And she's really just seeking counsel. And what she gets is a window into a possibility. Like, yeah, I really like how you use that because that's, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. There's a possibility being created Created, right. right in front of her. Right. And she gets to take it in without any pushing, but just gets to take it in. I mean, what an amazing thing to have a friend, for one, that you have a great relationship with, who happens to be a domine, and then they offer to show you a demonstration. I mean, that really is pretty damn awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so it's kind of exciting. Yeah, so I'm excited to see what's happening next. I know, me too. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Cheers!